When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey and you're listening to the guys of Coppen Frackers. I'm your host, Chris, and today I am joined by the Avengers of Coffins. I have got Fahi, Harold, and Julian to talk about all things LFC on the lead up to our first game of the season against Norwich. Football is back, the stadiums are packed, and the Reds look raring to go. Gentlemen, how are you all doing this fine Tuesday evening as we record? Hello, brother Chris. I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back. It's been a while, man. It's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, yeah. a, a, lot has, a lot has changed in far his life since he's left, you know. It has, man. I've, I've, yeah, got, yeah, I've got Taylor. <laughs> he's a bit of a beard, as you can see. Um, new backdrop. Um, other things as well. But, you know, but we don't, we don't talk about that stuff. Yeah, we don't talk about that stuff. This is then that kind of pod, pod really, is it? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, all good, man. It's been a while. It's been a while. Glad to be back. No, glad to have you back. Um, one of the big dogs has returned back to the yard. Um, and he's been doing a bit of flogging recently, which is always good to see. Um, when he's, you know, to, far here on top form when he's flogging people is, it's like <laughs> art, really. You know what I mean? It's, it's just good to see. You, you can take a whole evening and enjoy it, really. It's just a, it's a really good art form. You know, Harold you, you knows pay, that feeling, but, you know. <laughs> you pay good money to see it. Speaking of Harold, we're going to find out how he is now. Harold, how are you doing, brother? Hello, guys. I'm, I'm not bad. Thank you very much. I'm not bad at all. How are you, Chris? How's life? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Um, work, trying to flog me, but as usual, we move. Um, 
and we enjoy the finer things. Yeah. So clearly, clearly, I can see that you are enjoying. The I finer knew that was coming. <laughs> Did debate even on this? Do your thing, shine, shine, brother, shine. <laughs> it was July was a good month. July was a good month. That's mm-hmm, all I'll say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Julian, how are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm fine, thank you, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing as good as you, though. You just come casually on the pod with a Palms Angels uh, T-shirt. I'm not that rich to afford those kind of designer wares, but you know, I get by, man. You know, life is life is life, isn't it? You know, just taking one 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 week at a time. Drippy dreams again. The dangers of getting paid weekly. So um Yeah, it's insane. It's insane what people do with their wealth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I always wear the wrestling t shirts. Um <laughs> of course, if you are watching uh us lovely gentlemen on the YouTube, please do hit subscribe and click the little alert button to be notified as soon as all of the fantastic content, not only ourselves, but the remainder of the Touchline Media Group go live on the channel. And of course, the season being back means that the Copper and Fracas Patreon page is bound to be booming. Um, we were a little quiet towards the end of July because, quite frankly, there wasn't that much to talk about. Um, and you know how we do. We only want to give you the finest, the greatest, the best content that we can possibly give you. And we had a little bit of a planning session over the weekend where we kind of came up with what we're going to do for the first month of the season and beyond. And let me tell you, for just £3 a month, you guys are going to be spoiled beyond all belief. We've got about seven shows scheduled for just the next week. So, I mean, come on, for £3. I mean, just, just to see my lovely face, Farhi's lovely face, Julian's lovely face, Harold's lovely face. If you're a fan of Mike, if you're a fan of Peter, if you're a fan of Ellis, if you're a fan of everyone on the touchline, uh, on the cop end, Network. It's the place to be. www.patreon.com forward slash coffee and fracas and subscribe today. But without further ado, let's get stuck into this week's main episode of Cop End. Um, two back to back games for the Reds to close off preseason a 1 1 draw against Athletic Bilbao and a 3 1 win against Osasuna, which I made the joke yesterday was Spanish for butcher, considering how they were trying to murder Curtis Jones, which was just like the most random beef I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, Fahi, I'll come to you first. Um, long time. We want to get your views on things, brother. Um, watching both preseason games. What are the kind of key takeaways that you've had from both 90 minutes from a mixed assortment of teams, really? Because the first team plays in each, there's kind of guys you have as role players in both of them as well. So what have you been your big takeaways from both these games? All right. So game one, uh, my takeaway was Mo Salah's had a shave, which was a bit surprising. Clearly, he's starting the new season fresh. So uh, I, I don't know what that means, but maybe he means serious business. Um, he does like that, though, um, Far. You remember last year, he, he got that, that shortage trim that, that, that you always tried to have. At the start of last year, he got, he got the shape yeah. side of that. So maybe, maybe it's time of things to come. His hairline is bad, though. I can't lie, bro. Yeah, yeah. Don't talk about that, brother. Yeah. yeah. Nah, nah. I swear, yesterday, even my even my girlfriend when she was watching it um on on Saturday was like, oh my god. So so she's like, he didn't even look like this last season. Like his hair's gone hairline is nuts. But that's a sign of greatness, though, because whenever a um, a player loses their hairline, they're just aging like fine wine. So let's just see. Yeah. I would know if I was just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fahey, show us, show us to put your head right now. 
Uh, Chop us the top of your head right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> and of course, there are the some of us among us, like a like a writer on Twitter who appear to be bald, but then appear with hair some days. So that's weird. Isn't it? <laughs> hey, hey, he's a cool one. Nah, when we were saying, but if you if you voluntarily go bald, then you can actually have a hairline. You can do dark things in life, like you're you're a criminal mastermind. Because I don't know why. You have to put yourself through that. <laughs> yeah, no, really and truly, from game one, going back to it, yeah. Um, <laughs> one, the only person that's really, really impressed me from, from the main 11 um, this preseason has been Mane, and Mane just looks bang on it yet again. So um, I'm really, really excited to see him on Saturday, because um, it, it should be good against Norwich. Howard, um, <laughs> man, why are you rolling your eyes? Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see Mane. Um, from game two, yesterday's one, again, that was obviously much more exciting to watch, more free flow. And I thought Minamino was on fire. Um, Lord knows what was on, in his battery pack, but he was loving life. Ox was enjoying himself. Um, ben Woodburn, of all people, seems to be, I don't, I don't know what's going on there, but you know, he seems to be balling out in preseason as well. Um, <laughs> And Kanate obviously has been really impressive this preseason. Really enjoyed, really enjoyed watching him play. Um, he's been fast, and some of his passing, his, his passing ability is one thing um, a lot of people didn't pick up on. But you saw yesterday some of the passes he made. He made about three or four similar, um, and, and he just cuts through defenses so well. So when when we play opposition with high lines, um, I think Kanate can cause some serious damage. One hundred percent. One of the things. From yesterday's kind of performance was with Fabinho um, kind of in the sixth role as opposed to when Milner was in that role. Um, you saw the centre backs being able to take it, afford a little bit more liberty with how they were, you know, mm-hmm. kind of being on the ball, taking a little bit more risks and trying those kind of um, trying those kind of more ambitious passes as they were. Um, Julian, I'll come to you. One of the people that um, Fahi did mention was Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Um, and in pretty much all of these preseason games, obviously he's been operating as a number nine, some of them, um, too much of uh, chagrin, as we don't want that. We want you know someone to kind of come in and, and be the backup for that role. Um, but it was interesting, as he was dropping more deeper into midfield, he looked so much more on it and just... Look, looking to try and be the Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain that we kind of saw towards that 17-18 season. Yeah, I, d- I definitely feel like um, he got a bad rap. Oh, he's been getting a bad rap, um, especially by by us fans. Um, he's come off of t- two, I would say, big big injuries um, since that 17-18 season um, and, and has never really found the opportunity to find a run of games for him to find form, for him to be the best, the best version of himself that he can be. So... I definitely feel like this season, especially with the uh, lesser uh, with Wijnaldum going, um, it looks like Kate, both Kater and Ox will be given a good round of games to kind of get form. Because I don't feel like they've. Let's be honest, even as rubbish as that as as you know, we feel like Ox has been when he's come on. Um, he hasn't really been given a, a full, a, a good a good amount of games to actually really prove that. Yeah, um, you know, he's the player that he's um, that we want um, in our starting eleven. Um, so. It'll be exciting to see, man. Um, I feel like this season uh, the players are going to get their chances. The, these midfielders will get their chances. Um, I feel like 
we're definitely going to be, be a lot more open with the midfielders that we have. I don't feel like we can rely on um, our, you know, our full, our, our sentiments chasing fullbacks like we've relied on in the past few years because to get the best out of the quality that we have um, in midfield, we, we will need to be a very positive team. Um, but Kate is showing great signs of that, especially. I want to big him up. Um, he's been able to get the defensive side down as well um, during this preseason from what I've seen. Maybe, you know, I'm just getting gassed and it's early preseason, but he seems like he's actually, you know, going into tackles, beat um, um like, you know, actually starting the press um as opposed to trying to be a part of it, which is really good. He's actually um tackling players and then making the correct passes and get and getting the ball moving into the areas that he needs to be. So um big, big season for Ox and Kater. We'll need to see what they've got and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Well put. Um, Harold, I'm going to come to you on the Cater point um, that Julian just said there. In the games that we've seen, we've seen him be a lot more robust. And he looks like he's got a lot of trust in himself and his body. He's kind of pulled off pause, what he's needed from a Liverpool midfielder. I know, I know. Even at this man's wedding, we were sitting at the table just pausing literally everything in possible sight. Um, so... <laughs> Well, we'll talk about that later on. But um, but yes, Nabi Kaita, um, are you buying into it? This is what I want to know, Harold, from you. I trust your opinion amongst a lot of people. And I want to know, are you buying in to the hype that we've seen from this preseason? Or are you not being sucked in yet again? Or are you rebuking this devil and waiting to see what comes? You know what? <clears throat> Time truly is the healer of everything, isn't it? Like you just you you give us a while to not forget, but just to give us enough of a gap to be like, mm, you know what? I wouldn't be too adverse to see you come back playing so well. Look, he ain't gonna fool me in it. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, like I'm gonna be <laughs> bullish on this because I've had enough. Okay, um, we've been looking for that creative spark of a midfielder. We thought he would be here. He showed a few glimpses, particularly against Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, etc. However. They have, he hasn't strung together a few games. So that is all what I'm asking. Preseason is all well and good, but I need to remember, as I'm watching these games, not to get too carried away because it is preseason, right? They're not competitive fixtures, even though even though um, uh, Osasuna wanted to make it, though, as, as if it was a very competitive game for Curtis Jones, as you were saying, Chris. But, so what I would say is, I'm impressed by what I've seen. However, you're not going to fool me, brother. You can do this every preseason if you like. I need to see it. Just give me, look, you give me five Premier League games in a row, and then I'm I'm beginning to to not to not fully believe you, but begin to take you a bit more seriously. Right now, if he was if he was a share option, listen, I'm saying yo, I'll pass, my brother. But but I could be convinced. Just give me a few games, string some games together, and play. But what I will say is he's look he's look brilliant, and what the part that's in impressed me the most is how robust he's been, particularly in challenges. That's what, that's what we haven't seen. Every time he shows an overzealousness to get into a tackle, he just falls to the ground holding his back or his ankle or his knee or his thigh or his chest. Or what, every part of his body seems to be broken. We start questioning his age. But that's why that's I'm fortunate to see. And I don't think that's just down to preseason. So I'll give him his props for that. However... Yeah, it's fine doing that in 30-minute matches, man. It's fine doing that in 30-minute matches and... You know, yeah. it is what it is. I, I'm, I'm on to that guy. He's done. He's like, get him out. You've <laughs> done with him, man. I'm done. I, 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 
much season. I don't think he deserves another chance, but because of the way we move transfer wise, he's gonna get another chance. Well, no. Nabi Kata is like XRP slash Ripple. That is what Nabi Kata is, yeah. Ripple sold man dreams, told everyone, yo, buy into us, man, buy some ripple. We're gonna blow, we're gonna blow, bruv. We're gonna bust that law that, that 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 case as well. We got that, that lawsuit, we're gonna bust it, don't worry. Oh, and these- brother, that is that is this is what I mean. That is navigator, mate. And look, it's 2021. What's happening? Ripple's still the same, navigator's still the same, man. Allow it. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, see the thing yeah. is look, you, you can't even if someone is for a Nabi Kata, say like a Marco, who is, I don't know, the biggest optimist of a Liverpool fan I've ever seen in my life. Even if he's around and he's saying that, he won't be, he can't really say anything back to Fahi to retaliate. It's nothing you can say back to that. What 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 are his marquee performances? Because also, I'm not saying he doesn't have the ability, because he does. It's clear as day he's got the ability, but we're not getting to see it. So what like, what do you say to that? It's more that we're not seeing it on a consistent basis, like Harold says. If we saw it across five straight games, just five, just, just five. I'm asking too much. Just, just give me a month <laughs> worth of not even you playing well, just being available to play a sixty-minute game. That would be a great start. in a row. That would honestly be a great start, man. Like availability is one of the biggest attributes in football. Like we get all of these guys that are great, great footballers, but if they're not available week in week out to show that quality, it doesn't really matter, does it? So that's that's where Naby Keita is right now. Um, he needs to get games, man. I think this season he has to. Um, I honestly, like, I honestly don't want to see Milner, like, have more than f- five games. Milner like, should not be playing more than Keita. If he's yeah. playing more than Keita... That, that, that that, that's when there's big problems. Facts. I don't want to see Milner, like... if we're, if we're Even when the season gets sticky, if I see Milner instead of Ox and Naby... I'm gonna be really, really, really angry. You have, like, to, you, you have to look at them sideways. It's like, what are you? What is going on with you guys? Yeah, you have to. But I think for Ox, I got, I got, I got more time for him because some very unfortunate injuries, and he was playing well. He's had a few stretch of games, but he has played well for us, particularly in that Champions League campaign, 17, 18, and I'll give him his flowers for that. Now, it's, and and then he did put in that small. He put in that, that. He scored a really good goal against Burnley. I think I said it last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And it, and it gassed me that left foot there. I was like, "Yo, this is okay, okay." Ox, oh, sorry, and I thought he was washed. And and then he and, he, and he's had a few decent, decent um flights, a, a few decent shots in preseason. I was like, "All right, cool, brother." Like he scored a goal against Hertha Berlin. I was like, "All right, okay, fine." Now this is a season where it's it's literally make or break, and I think it's bigger for him. I think it's his career, um, like overall, because he, he wanted to move from Arsenal. He wanted to play in midfield. He moved to Liverpool. Ends up winning the league in Champions League. He's not really a big part of it in any sense. He's not really a part of it at all actually. So now it's all about, okay, can I be a, a, an actual cog in a winning machine? So I think it's big for him personally. For Ox, it seems like he's a position where you are six months away from potentially playing for West Ham. Yeah. I think this, well, I think this, I think this is this is a season where Klopp is, is uh, you know what, I want to say this, but then look at how we're struggling to sort players. But I honestly feel like this is a season where Klopp is actually going to give players chances and be like, Especially Ox and KR. If you I don't think he does, though, Julian. Mm-mm. You don't uh, think he does give them a chance? No. Last, no. No, last season and the season before, I don't think he gave them a fair chance. Yeah, shot. no. I, I, think, I think Julian's right. Yeah. I, 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 would caveat, I would caveat by saying, look, towards the end of last season where we've, we saw everyone be available, I think the situation was that dire 
where we just need to consistently put the same guys out there and play yeah. to this one specific rigid way. It was a bit mad to kind of start chopping and changing things out. Um, but then yeah, he done uh, that. But then he done that in the Champions League quarterfinal, though, which is what's which is what's crazy. Like he, he set Cater up. Like I felt like there were times, not even not even this season, the season that just went sorry, the season before where we was comfortably ahead or comfortably in in like a good stride where Cater could have played. But then again, I feel like Cater. That was more Kater than it was um, Klopp being stubborn and not playing him. I felt like Kater but was why do you think we're why, why do you think we're in a good stride? Some might argue because he wasn't playing. I mean, I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say it's because he wasn't playing. I would say it was because we're a great team. But I wouldn't say it's because we were, he wasn't playing. Yeah, one thing though, to defend Naby, one thing I will say is the stats, if you are a stat man, I'm not. I, I like to follow stats, but I also like to look at the eye test. But if the stats do show that when Naby plays, we do have better performances. It's true. Yeah, we are a lot. We are, we are a lot more positive when Naby's when yeah. Naby's on the pitch. A lot more positive. Yeah, but and, I do think I think also a lot of Naby's problems, though. Sorry, Harold. A lot of Naby's problems are down to Klopp. I don't think Klopp has used him properly um, since he's come in. I think obviously Klopp has been let down by injuries, but. There have been times where he could reintegrate Kater and he didn't do it. And I think that's been to the detriment of Kater's actual form. I personally think Kater's had enough chances to, to prove that he can be a starter in this team. And he hasn't taken any of them. Fair enough, there are, there are times where he could have even more chances than he deserved to be put back into the team. Albeit undeservedly, like, like, I, like I prefixed. But I don't, I'm, not putting that, I'm not putting that on clock. I'm, I'm really not. Actually, no, I say that. That's that's a lie. That's actually a lie. Because there was, there was a spell last year where we, we couldn't do anything. And he, and Kater didn't play. And you know what? Well, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. But at that, at that point, at that point, honestly, like, he had already... Bro, he, bro, don't you remember? When we were calling him Biscuit, right? When we kept calling him this and that. And he said, oh, let's, let's sell him. It's enough. Bro, this was twenty. This this was this was twenty twenty. If I'm not mistaken, or even twenty nineteen. Nah, you're like, okay, this is twenty nineteen, man. Yeah, there we go. This is twenty nineteen, and, and there was points where we we're like, okay, you know what? I'm no. You said I'm giving him to December nineteen. You remember that? Yeah. And he failed then. Yeah. So now you're saying that he should have been reintegrated then. It's like, okay, could I, have... I'm not saying that. I'm not. But what I will say is, Klopp has had ample opportunity to try and reintegrate Naby into the team properly and settle him down because. There's one, one thing people say a lot with Naby is, oh, he's just not played enough. He's not been available enough. But if you actually look into the numbers, there have been plenty of occasions where he actually has been available and just hasn't been used. Now, I don't know what reason that is. Is it because he's not fully fit? But if that's the case, try and get him fit. Like somewhere something isn't right because it's not just a case of Naby's just been injured and then he's not played and then he comes back and he's playing because when he comes back he doesn't play that, that's that's my biggest problem as well like I understood when you know even myself I would call him a biscuit and I would say that he's always he's a crock and he's always on the he's always on the medical table but there were especially even in the 2019 20 uh 2019-2020 season where I felt like he could have definitely been given some chances he was on the bench a lot and the excuse was, ah, oh, Klopp just picked him, but he's not ready. I don't, I don't buy that, man. Like, if a player's going to be on the bench, I, I believe they, they are at least ready to actually go on the pitch. And there were even times where, for example, Klopp would not make a sub until like the 75th minute, and that sub would be Milner for Henderson or Milner for or Milner for Wijnaldum. 
and Naby will just still be on the bench, and then he'll make, and then he'll do God knows what else. So I, I definitely feel like. Julian, let me ask a question, Julian. Yeah. Yeah. If you had a boy who said to you that, oh, why don't you ever invite me to these things? Oh, let me roll, let me roll. And then every time you invite him, he says, ah, oh, bro, something came up. Ah, oh, I can't make it, bro. Like, I'm so sorry. But every time you go somewhere, he sees it on your story, like, oh, why didn't you invite me? And you're like, oh, because the last four or five times you haven't rolled, bro. That's the same with Klopp. He has trust issues with Naby Keita. It's one, it's one thing. I don't think he's the point where he's like, oh, I don't think he can last 15 minutes. I think he knows he can last 15 minutes. It's now a question of, hmm, who has who deserves this 15 minutes? Who do I want to use for the future games? Because I know they're not going to fail on me. And James Milner, unfortunately, that's that has been the answer. And more time, he's been he's been proven right, to be honest with you. Because the times he does play, even in cup games, he'll get injured. Like that's that's the issue. And you, we know how Klopp is. He love he's always about trust. How many times do we, do we speak about the curious case of Ginny Wijnaldum? It's always about trust. Wijnaldum would always be the name on the team sheet because he knows he can rely on him. He knows he's going to get out of him. With Naby Keita, he has no idea. And those enigmatic, um, like, spur of the moment, like, impromptu type of players, then Klopp is like, yo, I'd rather st- stay away from him. And that's, whether you agree with it or not, that's that's how he's always been. Mm. Fair. I got no disputes. I can't. I'm. Not, I don't. I don't ride out. I'm not going to ride out for Naby. He's not. He's not done enough for me to dispute and fight his case. Um, when you actually made some very good and truthful points as well. So yeah, for sure. Someone who is not riding out for Naby is uh, Mark, and he's got a bet at the moment with Fahi. Um, the contents of this bet, um, just 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 to inform oh. this, is absolutely insane. <laughs> oh. Just 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 so I can explain to the listeners. I asked three times in that chat, are you sure this is what you were saying? Because I couldn't believe he was actually willing to put money down on this. But yes, go on. I even, I even interpreted this in a different way. Um, and then he corrected me to the original point, And the way <laughs> I interpreted it would have been more in his favour. Um, so the bet is as follows. that um, In the league only, so this is not accounting for any League Cup, FA Cup or Champions League scenarios, uh, or God forbid, Europa League. Um, the Ox and Naby will have a combined, combined, by the way, 10 goals and 10 assists. Now, you, you're probably sitting there listening, thinking, do you mean 10 GA between them? No, 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 no. 10 goals, singular. 10 assists, singular, between two men. Um, again, as far is this, as this just in the league? Just, just in the league. league. So if Ox gets five goals, five assists, maybe Naby gets five goals, five assists, then Fahi loses the bet. Yeah. 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 It sounds it sounds like a Marco bet. Like honestly, guys, like don't don't be shocked by this. Like this, this is this is who Marco is. If you don't know who he is, listeners, this is who Marco is. If there's anything to epitomize a person, it's this bet. Call me crazy, but um this bet could have some legs. I I am not gonna cut Marco out. (laughs) (laughs) You know, these guys can't even put 30 games between them on the pitch. And you're telling me they're going to have 10 goals and 10 assists. <laughs> <laughs> it's, ca- it's why I have captain to only have two bets in the actual in the actual group at the moment. Um, any more than that, I think, would be would, would be suicide. Yeah, we needed to take my Firmino better. He's a coward, bruv. 
<laughs> like, Mark was a coward, man. I don't know why he didn't say I that. I think he me. said yes. No, no, Julian. If you read back in the chat, he said yes, bro. No, nah, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He said no. no he Trust, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll find that sentence. You don't worry. Nah, he needs to say that, bet man. There's no way that brother's getting 15 goals. By the way, guys, just I just did a quick, um, quick, a quick, a quick stat check on on Naby, and it's nothing like those. Nothing like those XG or whatever the X's are. Anyway, it's nothing not, it's like not that. It's not an annex stat. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no annex stats. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. Look. Yeah. So let's <laughs> on Naby K. That's about that's on the topic of his availability. Yeah. So he's played about two thousand seven hundred Premier League minutes for us. Yeah. Probably wondering what the hell does that mean? Okay. That is thirty Premier League games since he joined Liverpool. Yeah. So he's played thirty Premier League full games since 2018, 2019 when he joined Liverpool. In those times, there's been how many games available? That's what, three seasons? 18, 19, 19, 20, 20, 21. That is 114 games. So he's played 30 out of 114 games where he's, been, he's actually played the full 90 minutes. Guys, that's 26% for a £50 million midfielder. And you're telling me he hasn't got enough chances. Do not again, piss me off. But again, based on that stat, what I'm trying to say is, you know you're saying how many games he started or whatever. There has been ample opportunity for Klopp to play him more and Klopp did not do it. Correct, correct, and my stat can't give you that moment, but I can tell you up until the 2000 minute mark that brother was not available. Okay, <laughs> I can tell you that at least. Yo, yeah. I don't even know why I'm defending him, I'm not even trying to defend him. I'm done with it. It's him. a curious case, I'm... it's a curious case because there's 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 definitely arguments on both sides. Because I definitely feel like Klopp he could have trusted him, and as as Harold said. Maybe Klopp just didn't trust him. And I mentioned that as well. Like, if you just don't trust him, I'd rather you not put him on the bench. Because for the price that we paid for him, like, just leave him off the bench and just don't play him. Because even then, there were times where he could have, like, again, come off the bench and maybe helped out. I had a bit of dynamism. Dynamism? Dynamism? Dynamism, yeah. So, yeah, man. It's a curious case, but we'll have to see. This season is a redemption season for them both. I think he'll definitely get opportunities this year, mind you. I think he'll definitely get opportunities. So if there's anyone who's um and are in a bit, maybe like Mike and they have some Mike, sorry, like like Mark and they have some belief in him still. This would be this would be ever this is this is the perfect season for you to see if your if your um your predictions have been vindicated. He's definitely gonna get opportunities. Um Ox is definitely gonna get opportunities as well. Yeah. Um I think there's gonna be a lot of chopping and changing midfield wise for these first three games. Um, I think he will try and get Ox as on the pitch as much as possible, um, just from how he's been playing. Really, I think he's, he's really impressed me, me in particular because um, he's one of those players that you want to do well, just because obviously you see how hard he works and you know he's very just likable. He's got yeah, he's yeah. got a very likable quality about him, and you just want him to do well. Um, also, he shoots as a player. Yeah, the amount as of time. In that Osasuna game yesterday, where he was about 25, 30 yards out, and he was like, yeah, I've got this. Bro, just shoot, bro. As a player, if he, if he refines his skills and, and gets it together, he can be such a good weapon because he's someone that will actually add something different to the team. Um, he's not like our other midfielders. He's not basically the most technical. He's not the most, you know, keep the ball. But he's, he definitely he's our only midfielder. Sorry to interrupt, Julian. He's our only midfielder at the moment who can break the lines. Yeah. Correct. I want to say but yeah. My only problem with, with Ox, and it's been even when he was on form with us, is his final ball. That is it. And I promise you it will never be anything else. Now, and if he can get that to that point, that's that's success to me because he was he was he was playing some good football then. That's been my only problem with him. 
because the way because he shoots the ball very well and he passes very well, he just doesn't know as when to do so and so. He doesn't even need to pass so well because he's got such he's got such good athletic abilities in places where he can just play a really quick short inside pass or a reverse ball. It's really easy. He just needs to focus on that last that last um that last pass. But if we can get to the part where he is back at that level, that seven eighteen level, then I think I think yeah. that's a huge success for me. One hundred percent. I'm just gonna quick, do a quick round robin. Um, your midfield for Norwich, Fahi, who are you picking? I'm assuming you're going to have Fabinho as the six. Yeah, Fabinho has to come. The thing is, I, I don't want to rush Fabinho back. No, rush him, rush him. He hardly played. He looked bloody but good. Yeah. I don't want to see Milner in the six. And I feel like Klopp is the kind of guy that will end up doing that. What? So, you ain't played the six? Well, bro, don't. Do no, do I, think, do I think there's a possibility of Milner playing. But I don't think it's in the six. I no. think it's on the left hand side of that midfield two to protect Shibakas. To protect Shibakas, yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah, midfield. You got to go with Fad, Cater, and Tiago, in my opinion. But then Tiago's also not fit. So fucking hell, you left with Fad, Cater, Hendo. Nah, K- Hendo's just come back. Yeah, so he's, he's on the so, Where are you going with? It's no way. Kicker and Ox. No way. Kicker and Ox. <laughs> well, then again, back to Chris's point, Milner's probably going to play to protect Shimikas. So it's got to be Fabricator and Milner. Yeah, it will be. Um, yeah. And if, if, if Kater doesn't start, then it'd be Jones. But I think Kater will start. Um, I think my question mark's more around Fab, if Fab will be rushed back. But I feel I'll like... Be Too soon, in my opinion. If, the, if there's ever a game, I think to to play him, and I, it probably would be, it probably would be Norwich. First game of the season, right? He looks, he looks, he looks great, mate. Just saying, just saying. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. He's he's no, been me, good. Me neither. I think my Mahavieli thing at the moment is so. We're going to talk about transfers in a little bit, and there's one guy who is looking like he's going to leave. I think Harvey Elliott will replace that guy and the uh, yeah. ideology of what he's supposed to do within the eleven. Uh, so let's say five minutes left in the game, um, legs are tiring, you bring Harvey Elliott on. You kind of play him on the right-hand side of that midfield three. Harvey Elliott to Naby, uh, not, not Naby, Harvey Elliott to Mo in that kind of triangle with uh, Trent as well. That's long. You don't want to see that if you're a defender. Yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're, you're probably right, actually. No, you are. Not probably. I think you're right. Um, I definitely, I, I actually feel like uh, Harvey Elliott is going to get more of a, of a look in this season than Curtis Jones, you know. Um, the way Klopp has been using him, I feel like Harvey Elliott is a lot more adaptable. Um, I feel like he can play in the number six role. No, not number six role, sorry, the number eight role. Um, while while also playing on the wing. I can also I also feel like, especially if God forbid injuries happen, um, you know, Harvey Elliott would definitely be an, a great option on the right while one of the maybe Joe R uh play plays on plays on the plays in the middle. Um he's definitely someone that can link up well with our with our team, with it looks like any player. Um, he links up well. He can, he's, he's, he can find a pass. He's actually someone that drives forward with the ball and actually takes risks. 
which is yeah. not what a lot I, I feel like a lot of our wingers and centre mids do. Um, so yeah, um, and Jones for some reason I don't know he feels like I, I definitely feel like since around February he's kind of played within his show a lot. I don't know if that's by design, um, but that, that's maybe because Klopp maybe he had one bad game and then Klopp took him off and kind of sidelined him for a bit. But he's kind of played with Vinny Shaw a bit. And I feel like Harvey Elliott's time at Blackburn has definitely made him have a lot more confidence within himself to actually play in a big in a big man's league. So I personally see Harvey Elliott getting more time than Curtis Jones this year. It's really interesting when you said that yesterday, by the way. Um because I think I think between the both of them, they probably end up getting 20 appearances for Liverpool this season. Um, and if you kind of look at it from Curtis Jones's point of view, do you think 20 appearances is enough? But again, given the amount of midfielders that we do have at the moment, it's a bit of a tricky one. Hmm. So yeah. what do you do? What, so what I, do you I, do? I, I, yeah. I feel like Curtis Jones, 20 games, I don't know, man. I don't feel like that's enough for him. He played 34 last season. But a lot of them were off the bench, if we're being honest. Uh, that's why when Ellis Boat, when Ellis Boat, the he played 34 games, um, I it felt like it, it didn't feel like it. 34 games is a lot of games in a season, and for how we kind of felt like his season petered out, it kind of just reflects at how much he was being utilized in those 34 games because he didn't really leave a lasting impact, especially at the tail end of the season for us to be like, yeah, he got a real grasp of. Of how of, of how we play and going forward, he's a mainstay in the team. Because he's interesting as well. Um, what I will say, and Harold, I kind of pivot to you on this as well. When we played Ajax at home in the Champions League, Curtis Jones played that game and he played bloody well. One of the other midfielders who did play in that game from an Ajax point of view was Ryan Gravenberch. And that is someone that we would more than likely have as a midfield option if we have the chance to bring you into the club. So it's interesting to see that Curtis Jones was playing at a level where we kind of think that was better than a potential signing. So what do you think he has to do to kind of be more of a consistent rotational option this season? Because we all saw it last season, um, the maturity that we lauded about a lot on this pod, um, probably more than others, and just, just how kind of he can adapt his game from a defensive point of view, but also be a bit more uh, attacking as well. Um, I can I can tell you, I think he needs to stop playing within himself. The last time we before we went on a massive run where he, we didn't see Curtis Jones, and that came right after we played Chelsea when we lost. Was it one 0 I think it was to Chelsea, Mason Mount goal. I mean, that was in March, beginning of March, I believe that was. And that was the last time we saw Curtis Jones. He got hooked that game, and we didn't see him for ages. And everyone thought he was injured. He was left out of the, the squad and everything. He wasn't injured. He came back towards it back towards, right at the end of the season. I, I honestly can't tell you. Um, I think it might have been the maybe the, the penultimate game or maybe the, the the third to last game, and that that's that's a good stint. So we're talking about at least a month and a half worth of football. He wasn't he wasn't he, he wasn't playing for, and I think that came about as there's times when we when whenever we applaud Curtis Jones, it's because he is expressive and showing us that what's what, what's the word i guess he's a bit of a bit of flair a bit of cockiness that he has and i think you, you can get that about him like when we sort of the videos of him talking to harvey elliott trying to shut up this and that like he's got a bit of a bite about him right and i think he shows that and he's he's playing ability but there's times where he goes within himself and just says okay you know what? i'm just gonna do the very simple things just pass it back here and there almost quite not not too dissimilar from what we saw from declan rice for england right very very negative football and that's not who he is but, fortunately he has the gone 
But I would say, in his defence, he probably instructions. Yeah, yeah, bro. Listen, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying though, there are times where he he's clearly been brought on to to, to be an effect, not to not not to be that cog who just continues to pass things around, just keeps things going. No, because he isn't mm. that type of player in my in my in my opinion. He's he's a, in my opinion, he's meant to be a difference maker. Someone who's going to have a bit mm -hmm. a bit, bit different to our, our usual engine midfield midfielder that Klopp loves. Mm. So. Whenever he does that, I always find that that's when Klopp is like, you know what, mm, I'm gonna get you out of the team. But there, but but he's he's in his defense, Curtis Jones' defense. His game against Chelsea didn't warrant him being out the side for as long as it did. We were like, okay, where's where's Curtis Jones now? Like this is this is this is yeah. this isn't deserved. Like it wasn't it wasn't it 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 it, it, it didn't make sense. It, it didn't it didn't add up in my honest opinion. So I think. A couple things. I think he just needs some more time because Klopp is clearly someone who just takes him time to build a trust with a certain player, particularly a young player. Um, mm -hmm. like, like we saw, like, look at how Trent was when he when he was coming through. We saw Gomez there. We saw um, we saw Massive playing right back at certain times. Like it, it happens, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's going to even even when and even when he doesn't go so well and, and Trent was playing awfully, he had Nico come in and put in an even worse worse performance than, than Trent. So it goes to show, like even if you cemented your position, you're still never safe, particularly if you're a younger player. And yeah. I don't know why Klopp doesn't. Maybe he's just trying to defend it. But Fahi, what, what what do you think? Yeah, I, I I think I think when it comes to Curtis Jones, right? Last season was the season where he was supposed to kick on, but unfortunately. Things happened in the team where he didn't have any stability around him. Now, if he had, you know, the expected players around him, then it would never have been an issue, I don't think. I don't think we would have the complaints that we have currently. I think you need to understand everything was chopping and changing. We didn't even know what midfield we were going at with, let alone the defence. And I think it impacted his game because he wasn't able to express himself the way he could because it was more a case of retain possession, play it safe, don't do too much. Because if we lose the ball and they go out our defenders, it's game over. And it was it's it's it was unfair on him because he didn't get to have the season he needed to kick on. But I'm hopeful this season. And I don't have a lot of stock in him, but I do rate him as a player. I like what I've seen. I'm hopeful that this season, because there's going to be more stability around him. Um, he will be able to kick on and we'll be able to see the Curtis Jones that, you know, we do rate and we look forward to seeing. I think it's dead difficult to play in Liverpool's midfield at the best of times. Um, and it's even more difficult when you don't have what you'd assume he would be playing alongside in last season with Fabinho and Henderson. So that just makes the task even more difficult, like you said there, Fahi. I want to come on to Liverpool's attack um, and two players in particular. Um I think we can all kind of agree that Sadio Mane has looked a lot more confident within himself. He's looked a lot more confident in his body. Uh, thankfully, uh, his first touch is still a little bit higgy, but he knows that he can get it back and take on a defender as opposed to just standing there and thinking, fucking hell, what's going on here? Um, Mo Salah looks like he's normal Mo Salah self. Looks like yeah. he's going to try and bag 30 goals again, which would have normally... It's it's what we expect at this point, man. Not, 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 not that Barry Kane fraud in a Tottenham um, who is... You know, angling for a move. Oh, Mr. Levy, can I leave? Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about two players in particular, and I think they can kind of create a very symbiotic relationship between themselves um, and get the most optimal performance out of Liverpool's number nine position. That is Diogo Jota, and that is 
Roberto Firmino. Now, I think you'd be safe to say that Roberto Firmino does not have the most consistent run of games in him. Pains me to say it, but it's true. You probably think he has, like, what, one good game in every three? Fair to say? Uh, I, I, I think... I think I the, wait, 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 fine, what? sorry, wait, wait, fine. <laughs> the listeners who, who can't hear, just listen on Spotify or whatever. Look, Julian just put up his hand and said five, yeah. <laughs> just put up his hands. I was going to say four. He's saying Familia has one good game in every five. Anyway, sorry. I, I, think, I think Chris is quite a nasty guy, number one. That, that would mean he had at least 13 good performances last season in the league. It's, it's tight. I, I think what helped him was what helped him was the last seven games because he performed really well the last seven games. So He's fucking good, wasn't he? You know what? It does pop up his average, and Chris may he may be able to sneak that one in. I mean, it would be even more nasty of me to say he was dancing on people's heads at Old Trafford. So he was, but he was, I mean, man. one in five River was dancing. Even, I'll be honest, one in five was even generous for me. Um, Facts. Facts. I, uh, that was even generous. Yeah, no. like, you took the pit. You took taking the piss, man. I'll say one in four. I'm not saying one in five. No, nah, honestly, he's. You know what? Yeah, he's honestly had long, long stretches of not performing well, and I mean, like a good month and a half before we even see like a goal or an assist at certain times. Last year was really bad, no, Chris. That like, on a real, year on a real was really bad. The year before was really bad. You just that yeah, no, no, but last year was a year that he was so bad. Even the top red journalists were like, you know what? Is it time we think about Bobby Firmino? No, the sold their stock. They sold their stock, man. That, that last that, that was they were like, okay, yo, what is actually going on with this guy? Like, <laughs> no, even he, was 10, man. He, was, he was doing the same thing he was doing last season. It's just that now he, everyone just had enough. Trust me. If you look at his stats, it's it's, it's around the same. Like, I think he even got more goals the season four. Like, no, 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 Julian. But the thing is, it was up to bad. a certain point, though. Do you know, it was up to a certain point. Because if you remember, nineteen twenty, he was doing well towards the end of twenty nineteen. He even got the winner when we went when we went abroad to go win the club the club World Cup, whatever it's called. Um, no more for two months. Yeah, but, probably, but, but hear me out, but hear me out. And he was all right. So it's all right doing that until then. This season round, if you start badly and you don't, you don't start playing well until April, that is a mazzoline. You know and we what just six you? games at home in a and row. You know, do you know what annoys me the most about Firmino as well? In between him playing shit, yeah, in this long run of him playing shit, you have like one or two games where he absolutely balls out. Like you have like a game like Tottenham where he just bags and just and, just, and he's an absolute menace and then he'll just go back to being shit again. That is jarring. Well, this is going. This is going back to the point I'm. I'm, I'm going to make. And if you say, let's put it a one of four, you've got Jota who's shown he's robust. Now I'm saying four. You can fuck off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Jota's shown enough robustness in the number nine, uh, number nine role to justify. I'd say starting kind of week in week out um, above Firmino now, and I think it helps each helps both of them out in terms of the opportunity they, that they produce for each other. So in big games, we can kind of assume that Firmino will be playing. A more well-rested Firmino, a more mentally aware Firmino, gives you more performances and will perform better across the part of the season. It also allows Jota to be in more positions where he can bag and get a more of a better relationship with the front three. Do you think this is sustainable for the remainder of the season? Fahy, I'll come to you first and foremost. One thing I want to pick up on what you just said, you, you, you said we'd be under the assumption that Jota would play the other games and that Firmino would start the big games. But why should Firmino start the big games? For what reason? 
<laughs> and again, I'm not here. I'm not trying to do a Julian and just shit I'm not doing that. I swear to you. But the point is, I don't understand why he. It's just automatic that he starts these big games. Uh, he does. He does the, the guy. Del- the guy delivers in big games. What are you counting Spurs as a big game? The guy delivers in big games. Against that was a big game. No, 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 five, five. That was a big game. That was. That was a big game. At, at the time, it was a time. It was a time. All right, okay, all right, fine, all right, fine. So that was a big game. All right, what about City? Yeah, that's a big game. What happened? Look, Fahi, look, brother, I'm on your side, my brother. I'm on oh, your what, side. What about Chelsea? Fahi, I'm on your side. No, he didn't score against Chelsea. We lost against Chelsea and won no, the that other. Was, that was 1920. Yeah, yeah, nine like, twenty scored. Um, United, okay. You, the United game was don't even cap that game. We know what happened, but let's not talk about it. Come on. Um, he danced, man. He danced because you know the United <laughs> fans helped us out and kind of disrupted absolutely everything. Arsenal, so, Arsenal Leicester. Do we really count Arsenal as a big game? He didn't put. Sorry, wait, sorry. When and did he read? Did he actually score against Arsenal? Kind of Doesn't even matter. Leicester. Did he score against them? Basically, the point. Basically, the point I'm trying to make is, if you put them as a tag team mm-hmm. in that number nine role, I think it's better for everyone. I'll be honest. Yeah. I'll be honest. Um, this might sound crazy, but I feel like you play all four in some games. I yeah. feel like there, there were games where Firmino was was playing really well on the number ten with Salah up front. I love Diego Jota on the left. I wouldn't want him on the right. He's. I don't think he's as natural there or even up front. On the left, he's he has he has a lot more freedom and he can kind of you know. Uh, he's not a he's not he's not about shimmies. He's straight bagging. So I like him from the left and Marnie on the right because that's his natural position. Um, so yeah, I feel like there's going to be games where we can definitely play all four. Um, and I also feel like there's games where if Joe is in, I don't think he'll play the number nine role. I disagree. I feel like he'll be on the left and Salah will be have have that stall, have that right slash in the middle role that him and Marnie love to do. They love to interchange between being in the middle and being on being on being on the flanks. So yeah. Um, Let's just get Firmino out of it, man. Um, let's just start uh, facing. Let's just start facing them out because uh, it's, it's, it's a weird one. Because with John, oh, right. I'm, I, I want to add another. Um, I want to add another component to the to, to the mix. What what's to say that Minamino can't do some work in at that position also? Man just did, man just did a whole monologue about false images earlier about Kato, and then you want to talk a bit about Minamino. Get out! Of nah, I'm making a lie. Even Minamino, yeah, that's another one. You can't, you can't. He's he's not had a fair chance. I, he, Damn, I mean, I'm gonna say like, like, it's like nah, that's, that's one of the ones where again, this is where it's evident that Klopp hasn't given guys certain guys chances. Like Minamino never got a chance. Let's be real, man. Like yes, okay, okay. Well, what, 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 what I say about Minamino is, do you guys see a pathway for him to succeed at Liverpool? But I don't, yes. I don't really, I, I don't really see, I don't really see him as a, like, ah, oh, he's supposed to succeed kind of player. I believe he's, uh, he's, squad he's, he's, he's definitely been brought in as a squad player who's supposed to offer something different and yes. fill in some games. I, I don't think we will put, we put him in mind to be a superstar at all. I think he can succeed. Perhaps your interpretation of success is different to others. However. I think he, I think he's shown that he definitely can contribute on a, on a consistent scale. Maybe not so much, but I'm waiting to be proved proven wrong. He definitely deserves the opportunity. Like, I, I don't, I don't think the situation between him and Keita is anywhere similar, not at all. 
Like it's one thing coming coming over from um from Austria, if I'm not mistaken. Coming over from there and, and mid season as well. Mid season and I'm I'm playing for Liverpool and that's that's in the title chap that's in the Premier League winning Liverpool side, mind you. Another thing between Naby Kate are coming when we were he had ample opportunity to not only get fit multiple times, get his diet. I don't know what the hell he's doing. I'm I'm I, I'm not gonna slew the, slew the fella, but I think the opportunities there are definitely different. Also, he went on loan for goodness sake. Like he's 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 been he's he was away for a good part of last season. Christian being harsh, basically, is, is what is what I'm trying to say. I'm not gonna on the Bobby point. I'm not gonna be as harsh because I I think we're all at a point now where we know he he does. I know it hurts probably to hear. I'm sorry, Chris, but he does need to be phased out. In my opinion, I don't think it makes sense to phase him out unless we have an actual number nine. That's my own opinion. I would I would love another number. It just makes sense to me. And then Jota could fill in at, at some, some points, but ideally it should be a new number nine, Mane Salah. Perhaps, perhaps Jota coming in if, if he if he hits a nice a nice lovely patch like he did last year, on the left or on the left hand side or the right hand side, whatever. That's my humble humble opinion. With just having Firmino and Jota perhaps interchange between number nine, that is not enough, not in the slightest. If you're talking Salah maybe playing number nine, then Jota on the left, Mane on the right. That's that's different. That's a different question. But you're telling me Firmino and Jota, no. I don't even I don't even think Jota will, will will get the chance to play number nine as, as as much as we expect it. I do not think that's enough. And I, I don't want to go like jump ahead of jump the gun because I, I don't know if you want to talk about transfers, Chris, but we need another striker, and I can't stress that enough. Guys, quick question. Each of you, where do you think Jota's best position is? Chris, go first. Um through the middle. So you're saying the middle, Julian's saying the left. Yeah. I'm saying I, I this is the thing. I don't even I don't even know what Jota's best position even is. I think the one thing that's good with him is you know he's trying to grab a goal and that's what you want from a forward. But in terms of actual position, it's up for debate, isn't it? Like I personally think he's better on the left, but Chris is saying down the middle. So you know what? The reason why I say left as opposed to middle, because how we play. If he's all I care about is if he's on the end of a chance. Yeah. It so happens that our wide forwards are on the end of opportunities. Mm-hmm. If he plays through the middle, he's on the end of chances. Great, but that doesn't happen the way we play. They only have to drop off and then create. And when Jota yeah. does that, we're looking at him like he doesn't look as good as uh, as as what we saw on the left. Particularly like Atalanta, I think that was probably his best performance that that, that he gave us away when, mm-hmm. when we won five 0 He was terrific off that left hand channel. Always on the end of things. Final balls coming to him, and his finishing was just was was exquisite. That's mm-hmm. my own opinion. He could be good in the middle, but we need to have someone feeding him so he doesn't have to do all the dirty work beforehand. Yeah, off the left, off the left, he just loves to to, to slap it in um, with his right. Um, so or left as well, because because he just left, yeah, both his left as well. Yeah, yeah. so I, I like him. I, I think off the left, he's a lot more. He has a lot more freedom. I feel like when I see every time I see him like kind of playing like, operating the number nine role, he looks very restricted. I feel like that was the case um, against Real Madrid. He looked lost. Like he looked like, nah. I'm trying to run channels instead of being in the middle, just waiting for the ball. Because um, I feel like he's a very active player, and especially with the way we play with our number nines. Our number nines, um, unless we mean those in the midfield kicking shins, um, they're very mobile, and they literally just kind of the, the 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 number nines to kind of get the ball, maybe pass it off, not really do much in terms of dribbling and being in part part of the build up play. Um, but again, that could have been more of. 
uh, us being victims of injuries last season and us not being in the best form. So maybe his number nine, um, his time at number nine was well, wasn't that the best time um, to judge him. But off the left, from what I've seen, because to be honest, I never really watched him at Wolves. Um, from what I've seen of him at Liverpool is where he operates at the best. It's a quick one before we move on to transfers. Centre-back pairing for Norwich. Fahi, who are you going for? Um, you got to go with Kanate and Matip, to be honest, purely based off fitness. Um, I think it'd be stupid to play Van Dijk or Gomez. Agreed. Not me? Yeah. Oh, well, call me stupid, Fahi, but um, <laughs> I, 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 I can see Gomez and Kanate and Kanate starting. Yeah, I'm. Harold? I'm gonna go with um, same as Fahi. Like I like, I like the I've, if with Matip, like he's just a cool head, a cool seasoned head. He's just he's just calm and collected. And Kanati may have some jitters, I don't know. Um, but and and also Matip can just leave Kanati to go do whatsoever, and and Matip can chill back knowing that Kanati has the, the speed and athletic ability to get back in time. So yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. Shout out, uh, no context, Joel Matip on Twitter, by the way. Possibly the greatest account ever known to man. Um, Van Dijk loves it fa- as well. Fantastic stuff. Um, yeah, um, I think Matip has been absolutely brilliant pre-season. Um, he's but, class, bro. He just, he's just always injured. This is the thing. When he's when he's healthy, he's you know top three centre-back in the league, I want to say. Top three? Go on, give it to you. Give it to you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, he is because um, every time he has played, no doubt he's actually looked like after Van Dyke. Just goes to show the quality in the league. To be honest, he look, he's literally looked like the second best in the league. Um, I don't think there's been a lot of midfield. Laporte kind of had a run where he played pretty well, but even that wasn't when Matip was fit. So yeah, when Matip was fit, um, I think it was when we had the league run. He was looking amazing. Eighteen, nineteen, he was looking amazing. 1819 as well, yeah. So. He was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, he was, um, he's looking good. I will say, um, Gomez yesterday looked very impressive. Um, hey, man. King of Lewisham. Right. So, <laughs> I, t- I, t- I tweeted off the account earlier. Well, I think it might have been my account yesterday. Um, I, he's been out for almost nearly a year. and Somehow his range of passing seems to have improved. Yeah. Him, 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 and Van Dyke have been training together a lot, and I've, I think yeah. it's, I think it's clear to see. <clears throat> I mean, we, we all know they're good friends, um, but I think you can see, like, into some of the stuff he does. The way, the way he's even, the way he's even connecting with the ball is very Van Dyke esque, actually. Now, now I think about it, it makes a lot of sense. Quick going, quick going, quick going in section, but I definitely feel like his time going forward now, he's definitely going to have to um, show show a lot more leadership because he's definitely. I think after Matic leaves, especially he'll be the second most senior centre-back at the club. And I feel like the time for him to kind of be under, like, you know, obviously Van Dyke is still going to always be Van Dyke, but the time for him to be like, oh, um, Van Dyke's little brother, you know, the guy that Van Dyke is always looking out for, needs to come to an end naturally. He needs to become his own man. And I want to feel like, you know, for example, if we start getting, if we have games, I feel like he showed this last season as well, but if we have games where Gomez is the, is the starting centre back, we should be comfortable enough to be like, okay, we've got a leader and a, a leader at the back and, a, and an experienced centre back there. So big season for him as well, to be honest, if he can stay fit. I just hope he gets he's 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 what's on his passing all well and good. I just hope he gets better in the air. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so too. He definitely needs that. So I'm just, I'm just seeing a picture of Lionel Messi holding a uh, PSG shirt that's got the number thirty on the back. He's not taking number ten, in it. That's 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 how he came in the game, number thirty. So he's, he's the starting number. Yeah. Get that guy a basketball number, which is a bit mad. Um, <laughs> speaking of transfers. Seems like one person who was left out of the preseason game yesterday is on the verge of leaving. Um, Anik, if he does leave, will be crying, inconsolable. Here's his favourite player, Elijah Jakiri, who could potentially joining um, Leon on a permanent transfer. Uh, again, that would open up one of the um, ever valuable uh, non-homegrown homegrown player quota spots. Um, another person who's left out of the preseason action. Uh, over the past two days was Nat Phillips as well, who's wanted by a whole host of clubs, uh, Newcastle, Brighton, Burnley, and Bayer Leverkusen, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, again, must have mm. big fans in Germany still. Um, and there is also Mr. Divock Origi, who is wanting, who is attracting the interests of West Ham. Um, so he could be in a Stratford next to you soon. Um, Stratford Westfields next to you soon. Um one person who I haven't heard from transfers from, um, the person who's currently sitting in the dark, I'm going to you know wait until we bring him in, in on this conversation because I know he's going to cut some mad promo. Um, but Harold, I haven't actually heard your current frustrations or stance on what's going on with transfers at the moment. So I'm very keen to hear your point of view on the current situation and what you think we need first and foremost as well. Okay. So, where do I begin? All right. Um, much like everyone else, I'm frustrated. Just so happens that work is so busy. I just don't have time to, at the point in which you guys are showing your frustrations to reply in that moment. So, by the time I've, I've caught up, it's like, ah, it's too late to then reply to so many things all at once. But anyway, forget the private stuff. I am annoyed, much like every other Liverpool fan. Um, I'm torn between understanding this is how FSG work and... Just being like, you know what? I would like, I would love us to just. I know it's contrary to how we've done things in the past, but I would love us to just make a move and spend some big money on a on a number nine, on a big player. Like I know it's obsession with names, yes, this and that, but it does it just does something for morale. It makes you look look makes you look way more forward to the season. It just it just does something for a fan. It's it's hard it's hard to it's hard to explain. Like the the buzz around when we got Tiago last season, that was just Tiago, a 29, 30 year old Tiago. That was after he's won everything. So got like who like who's anyway, let me let me not get into that. So I'm frustrated, it's just like everyone else. I will begin by saying, who we need to bring in? We need to bring in a number nine for sure. Whether we need a, a genie re- replacement, I'm not too fussed about that. If I'm, if I'm um I would I would like a, a midfielder, but contrary, actually, I would say I would like more focus to be placed on cover for our, our right back because it's it's literally just Trent. Like, I I don't trust anyone else to play right back other than Trent Alexander-Arnold, and that's sad. Um, so a number nine, a midfielder, ideally, but if, 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 that's, if I choose between that and a backup right back, which that would be an insane um, weighing, weighing up of, um, I would choose the, right, the backup right back. But yeah, predominantly... A bloody number nine who scores goals and 
Yeah, I know. I keep seeing Vlahovic being linked. Look, I keep seeing bangers. He's scoring loads of goals, like his goals per games, non penalty goals. They all look great. Linked by who, bro? There's only people in the chat. There's no. That's what I'm. First of all, Farhi, calm down. Okay? Nah, man, I'm done with this shit. Second, second of all, that's what I was referring to. Linked, linked by us fans. And that's. that's I. I look, listen, if, he, if me, I am too much of a sober head. I'm an accountant, if you don't really know this, to be getting angry and frustrated by things. Knowing that I'm only going to end up with a headache afterwards. Fahi, on the other hand, is this is this cool creative guy in a Lakers jersey in his in his um in his in his massive estate <laughs> in in Compton. I'm joking. I don't know why I said Compton. Um, but he's he's mu- he's much different to me, right? So get ready for some shouting, Fahi. Over to you. What's there to say? Like, uh, what you what do you want me to say? Like, there's nothing to discuss about this window. It's been a disgrace. And there's what twenty days. So I'm, I'm told, ah, oh, five days. Wait twenty days. See what happens. Ah, oh, something's gonna happen soon. Do you think we'll sign oh, anyone? What is gonna happen? Do you think we'll sign anyone? Yes. Oh, okay. What's probably? I, 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 <laughs> I do think we're gonna sign someone, but my issue is not who it is and if we are, if we're not. My issue is when we're doing it. It's clear as day we need to make signings and we're waiting until the last 20 days of the fucking transfer window to do it. We're starting off another season with the same old players plus Kanate. Um, you're not giving Klopp the chance to bed in these players properly. It's, it's, it's a fucking... It's, it's, it's fucking nonsense. It doesn't actually make sense. Why are we doing it? For what? What? We're waiting for an extra 0.5 million for Shakiri. Is that what it is? And we're saying, oh, Nat Phillips has loads of suitors. Well, why is no one making a bid? This is the thing. So we're told, we're told these stories of, ah, oh, you know, Wilson has loads of people that wanted him. And we ended up selling him for like 11 mil, right? But last season, we rejected 15 mil. We've ended up selling him for 11 mil. You've got Shakiri, who we've been trying to sell for three summers. That's not even an over-exaggeration. We've literally been wanting to sell him for three summers. We tried to sell him last year. We tried to sell him the year before. We're trying to sell him this year. And now what? We've got, we're stuck selling him for less than we actually bought him for. Like, and what are we going to do with that money? Who are we going to sign? We're going to sign a centre mid. Apparently, Nurhouse isn't going to happen because the, the amount of money that we're willing to pay, um, they're not happy with. But Chris still, I know Chris is still a bit optimistic about that signing, and he thinks probably it can happen. So I'm looking to him to see whether he thinks it can still happen or not. Right, don't aggregate that on me, you bastard. No, not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. As in the sense of you do think that it could possibly still happen, right? Um, yeah, I think when you when they did the whole when you have James Pierce make a whole profile piece on him, and it does yeah. seem as though he's the number one target for central midfield, fits the category that you need, you can cover number six when needed, you can play a bit more further forward. Um, it just ticks all the boxes. Uh, uh, yes. So, all right, let's say, for example, we get centre mid in, and now we're being linked to about five different wide forwards. So it's like, what, what, like where are we going with like, Why can't we get the players in earlier? To, to, save, to what? Save what? 0.5, 1 million, 2 mil. Like, all right, yeah, we'd, to us, that's a lot of money. But to the club itself, surely getting them in earlier is more valuable than saving that 1.5 or 2 mil and waiting an extra 40, 50 days to bring them in to just save that amount of money. Like, you're not giving Klopp what he needs to succeed. 
you're making him work for it every single summer. And I don't get why we're having to do it. All of our age mates are spending money. All of our age mates went through COVID. We all have gone through it. So why is it only us that seems to be impacted? We were sold a dream that, you know, once we make it to the big leagues, once we win everything, once we get the merchandise deals, it's going to mean X, Y, Z. Drake is going to wear the shirt. Serena's going to wear the shirt. You know, this is going to get us even more sales, make us big in America. We're going to be able to buy this player, that player. Certain journalists were saying a big signing is coming. LFC are, you know, getting ready for this signing. Where the fuck are these signings? What happened? You've got a Hollywood baby. You're going to be a star. Right. <laughs> they sold us dreams. They t- and don't think this was their opinion. LSU were telling them to say it. Like, this is obviously information the club was given to these journalists to tell them, look, we're bracing ourselves for a big summer, a big 2021, a big 2020. All these players are going to come in or we're looking to buy someone big. Yet all these players are available and we're not signing them. All the best prospect players are literally available right now and we're not signing them. Haaland is available. We're not signing him. Sancho was available for 75 mil. Doesn't matter about the wages, but he was actually available. We still didn't sign him. Mbappe is available. We're not even... I don't know what's going on with that one. He's got, what, 12 months remaining. What are we doing like, unless they shock me, unless they somehow shock me, and in the last 20 days we somehow sign Mbappe, it's been another, it's been a disgraceful summer. Like, there's so many windows I've defended the club and FSG because it's like, you know what? I understood last summer because of the pandemic and everything, it's a bit hard to kind of work around it. But based on what happened last summer, surely you'd know, okay, well, this is going to continue for a while. Let's kind of rejig what we're going to do and make it make sense. But we've not done that. It just seems as if we've been super reactive. We're waiting for other clubs to make moves just so then there's a piece available for us to take. And that's not what a big club should be doing. That's not what Liverpool should be doing, especially when we're trying to fight for titles. And especially since we've just won the Champions League and the Premier League in the past couple of years. Why are we now still continuing on like a top four club? So I will do the counteracting point to that in regards to the age mates making moves. And this isn't even me saying it off the I believe it kind of thing, but I'm basically saying what Mike or Ellis would say. The people who are making moves are either backed by A, sovereign wealth, or, you know, Russian oligarchs, essentially. And they are the people who are making these big money moves. Mm -hmm. And we are still trying to do that thing where we're living within our means, which you look at the state of football at the moment, you see Inter Milan going bust. Again, mm. Inter Milan is an opportunity where we probably should be taking full advantage of it. They need the fucking money. I mean, the Lukaku deal itself, they still owe Man United money on that. And then the rest mm. of that's probably going to go into operating cl- co- costs for the club. There's an opportunity to go and get a Barella there. That's the one that's should... killing me. That's the yeah, one that's yeah. hurting. That, that hurts. I can't lie. The the Barella one hurts because you can because in Man United they just won the league and they they just they just sold their yeah. what, what do they call it in um in in um in Serie A uh, the the MVP of and I've and I've and I think that was Lukaku if I'm not mistaken and now you're telling me that we can't buy from this team we can't buy a player like Barella we saw ball out for the whole of the Euros like yeah I, um I stayed quiet throughout you know what the funny thing you know what the funny thing about the Barella thing would be. 
they would probably take money on Nico Williams for him because they need a right back. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm not, even, I'm not even. I'm not even saying that off some like just par him off shit. I read a I read an interview with an Inter Milan journalist and they said, yeah, Ashley Young left, which was quite funny. Um, and obviously Hakimi went to um, PSG again, um, and they need a right back. And he went, oh yeah, Nico Williams actually be quite good. And I was like. Okay, that's your opinion. Um, but yeah, I'll, we'll, we'll go for it. Um, so there is an opportunity to kind of part with money and a player to get a superstar. But yeah, it, it just is what it is for that situation. Sorry, Julie. No. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I, was, I let, uh, you know, I let Fahi and Harold have their say um, because obviously we've been speaking about transfers for the last like, two weeks. But yeah, again, um, I'm totally on board with Fahi and what he said. The frustration is definitely there because I'm... Um, I kind of feel more frustrated with the fans at this point more than the actual club themselves because I feel like if the club is feeding you shit for so long and you keep eating it, you can only look at you can only look at the people that are eating the shit like like and 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 look at them sideways like why are you still eating the shit because I definitely feel like we give or not even that we give the club no so the fans make up excuses for the club like. The, really and truly, we don't really know why we're not buying any players. Um, apart from Klopp coming out and saying um, a couple of, uh, I think a couple of days ago, you know, he came out in in an interview and said, "Yeah, we looked at players, um, but you know, the market is difficult." Blah 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 blah. blah the usual um, bullshit. Um, so I interpret that as we had a look at the market. Um, we tried to make some bids. The clubs weren't having it. They weren't accepting our our terms, and we kept it moving. Um, I feel like this. This uh we need to shift Origi and Shaq before we buy players is kind of it's a crock of rubbish to be honest. Um I feel like the club is waiting on the best possible prices for players that are not of any value, really and truly. So that's so I'm gonna flip that on its head. I'm gonna go back to Farhi on it. Do you think they're being too clever with the way that um clubs have been affected more than obviously us by by COVID and league in particular? Do you think they're being a bit too clever and then waiting for teams to get desperate to say, okay, cool, we're submit to Liverpool terms on structuring of deals for our players. Bro, what what is clever about struggling to sell players for about two years? No, no, no I'm not about I'm not, I'm not about our players. I'm on about yeah. us signing players. So do you oh, think okay. being, yeah, yeah. So do you think we're being a bit too clever in I call they're not agreeing to our terms on signing these yeah. players for yeah. the way that we want to structure deals. Yeah. Let's wait until they're feeling the crunch even more to the yeah. last two weeks of the window. And yeah. then they'll, you know, go, okay, they'll come coming back hat in hand, like Kabak for freezing, for instance. Um, you know, he's available for half the price. He's available. Apparently, he was available for free, and we even exactly. said that. Which, <laughs> it's mad. It's mad. Which, which is well. mad still. But, uh, but are we trying to be a bit too clever and wait it out um, where we could potentially end up with nothing? No, because I think if push comes to shove, these guys will just end up kind of coming to some type of compromise and getting these players in, even if it's not to the agreement they currently want. My, and that's not my complaint. My, my only complaint is we're just not giving Klopp what he needs. Like, we're... For who we are right now and for the dire situation so many clubs are in, we should be able to strong arm them into these deals. We should be able to push our weight about and be like, you know what, fuck this, you need the money. 
bang, this is it. Even even as a even even not where we are, even as a Premier League club, we've seen that the Premier League teams have made vastly more money than 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 the teams around the world. Like I can put my hand on heart that Aston Villa had a healthier year than Barcelona and Real Madrid, PSG, etc., etc. And that's why brother, they're... I, brother, I think um, Man in his overdraft has had a better comfortable yeah. year than Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, like our and and with the way we've been set up with the TV with the TV deals, just us having more, being a richer league in general. We got teams like Aston Villa going to Barcelona and bullying them out of selling and to sell their bet one of their best players. I mean Leon Bailey. You're telling me that Liverpool Football Club can't go to Borussia Mönchengladbach Black Black uh, Blackback and get and get knee and knee house knee house for whatever price they're quoting. Like I'm sure that I'm like I, I I'm personally not buying it. Um, I feel like again we've been fed a crock of shit of that. Our and also we our our fans and our I think our club believe have been sipping a bit too much of their own Kool Aid. They've they've had a system that's worked. To be fair, I'm not going to dispute that. Of you know strong arming teams. Also selling well, well enough, um, well, well enough to to actually make a profit on players. But that time has come to an end, and I feel like you need there needs to be a change of strategy. Um, so yeah, Liverpool need to really, really, really like put their foot out of us. That honestly, getting Niehaus or Vlahovic or whoever these guys won't really get the best reaction out of me. Um, but if they was able to pull off a big, 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 big signing, Champions League level signing. Uh, that would be amazing. So yeah, um, we we need to see some movement, man. The thing is, you, Julian, you know what's going to happen. We're going to yeah. sign like a new house or someone, and Mike and Ellis are going to start talking slick about you guys didn't trust the process. You see, we got the man on a good dip. Like, yeah. Shut up, man. Shut like, up. We know the, pro- the thing is, we know we know that's the process though, and we're frustrated at that being the process. That's the thing that's annoying us. Like we're frustrated that yes, we know we're going to get these players, but why does it take us until the last two weeks of a window to wrap these up? And then they're going to come in. And then when they start rubbish, everyone's going to be like, ah, oh, they need time to settle. And now you're spending the whole year fighting faceless Twitter accounts, trying to defend your new signing <laughs> because they didn't get time to set in. Like, <laughs> it's all a cycle. But again, it will probably... And even though I believe we will win the League or Champions League this, this year, if one of those players do come in, Michael Ellis will be will be like Neeks. Oh, you see, we won the league, we won the Champions League, and they and these guys are here, and we signed them in the last two weeks of the window. Like, like that's what we're like. That's what we're really getting at. Like, nah, I'm not going to be happy if these guys, unless it's honestly the level of Mbappe or a Champions League or a certified bagsman or a certified centre mid that we know of, that's of the level, that's at a big club that we're bringing in. Nah, man, I'm not having it. these second string diamond in the rough guys. Is not enough for, for the company men to come on to come on the to come on the to come in the group chat and start chatting shit. Uh, I'm actually Can I just add one more thing, Julian, before we wrap up. I just want to say one thing. One thing I've noticed online and just in general with our fan base is if you talk against FSG, it means you're not supporting the boys. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you sick? Like, am I saying I'm not going to support the boys? Like, are you exactly. fu- like, I don't understand how those two even like combined together it's not even a thing even in the group chat they were, they were actually at like because we're against fsg we actually want liverpool to lose so we can just be like yeah you see yeah and like we don't we like we actually don't want signings to happen so we can be like oh you, you see come on guys I hate fsg now because we, we're right and you're wrong and now we've got no signings yeah like that you know how dumb that sounds but it's not even the same thing like we're discussing two different things it's so bizarre, man. Oh, fucking hell. Listen, listen. Uh, we'll, I'm, I'm certain we will sign 
um, a couple of players. But yeah, I'm just not happy with the way we go about it. Like Julian complained last season. I was a bit more forgiving last season based on the situation everyone was in. This season, nah, I'm not forgiving. I just think it's been pathetic. I like how far he went really Asian earlier and went, fucking hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, man. <laughs> but yeah, you really have turned to an uncle since you've been gone. Well, I love it. Um, <laughs> quick round, Robin. Um, two players. What two players do you think we'll end up with? Whoever you think. Fahi? I'm just going to say Newhouse and Jared Bowen. Oh, bloody hell. Uh, Julian? Jared Bowen. I, I, you know what? I, I want to say no house, but I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. In my hearts of hearts, I actually don't believe we're going to get him. I believe it's just a name that everyone just decided to bring up because it sounds nice. And Rafinha, I can see that happening. I can see. I can. I definitely feel like that's the type of low key, low key signing where things are being worked out in the background, where Leeds are not saying much, Liverpool are not saying much. And that can happen. So Rafinha and no house. Harold? <sighs> Sorry, Chris. Do you mind repeating the question? You sound depressed, Harold. Are you okay? <laughs> you guys have taken all the life out of me, man. Here are you guys. <laughs> all my hope is gone. What will you say, Chris? <laughs> what, what, what two players do you think will sign by the end of the window? What two players? I can barely muster up one. Um... I see a lot of reports with um, No House. I hope I pronounced your name well. And um, uh, Vlahovic. I mean, who's who's to say they don't go on and sign sign Ellis? For goodness sake, we don't know who they don't know what they do. Like, you actually they're... sound so defeated after. Good, Harold. That's how we feel. The hand is out. The, the hand is out. out. It's there. It's there. I can't. I can't accept. I can't. Not yet. <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah, but that's Boy. that's it, I guess. Those are the names I keep flying around in our group chat. That is all for me. Some of the Patreon shows that we do have covered next week are uh, what we kind of banned as the NWO of Cop and Fracas, which includes two of the men in this uh, podcast um, at the moment, uh, Fahi and Julian. Uh, they'll be kind of going into a little bit more detail on this, where they can kind of fully rant and vent about the current situation and how they feel. Uh, and then we will have the company men, uh, Ellis and Mike uh, going into more detail on how they feel about the situation. Again, Just Ellis and Mike, Chris. I'm a neutral party, you know. You know what I mean? Nah, Harold, you know what it is? There was a lot of company men at the start of the summer, but then slowly but surely, reality started to set in. Chris was one of them. Marco was one of them. Peter... That little, that little, that little, that little Jesse, bruv. Like, he acts like he's, oh, I'm, I'm mutual. Bruv, I saw that. Switching sides like a hoe, bruv. But anyway, him, Marco, Chris, um, who else was there? Hmm. David is still there. David is still there. Like, them man there. And then uh, as, the, as the summer, as the summer, as the summer progressed and reality started to hit and August hit, I saw Chris be like, oh, you know what, yeah? Hmm. This side here is a bit smelly still. I saw Peter, oh, mutual, man, I'm mutual. Like, you guys are just moaning. I'll see you at the end of the window. And I definitely see Marco. He, I saw it. He asked for the invitation to the NWO. And we told him, listen, don't call us. We'll call you back. That was the funniest, funniest response I've ever seen. Because he couldn't even <laughs> reply back. Don't call us. We'll call you. So I'm telling you, bruv, it's only, and even now, 
I can feel Mike that his neck is is hot. I fucking hot. told you lot in the week about Mike. I was like, the little heel turn he's trying to do. He's Ellis is trying to firm it with a kind of fuming. I can't lie. And then, and but Mike, I can see it in his eyes. If we don't make a signing, yeah, he's gonna be heartbroken. But he's confident that we'll make a signing, and he's gonna try hold on to the fact of, oh, yeah, we got Niehaus. You see, you see, you see, he had to wait. But I can see it in his eyes that he's angry as well. But he just does want to admit it. But yeah, man, hold tight the company, man. Man, look forward to the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, but on that Patreon, Chris, I'll be looking at both sides. I'll be look. I'll be. I'll be listening to both the company men and the NWO, and then making my decision thereafter. I might have to do it back to back. I might have to do one verse each and see what happens. We'll have Harold's like um, the LeBron decision. Um, I mean, I can't believe I'm doing this. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, be I'll, I'll, I'll be like this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good stuff, and of course, that was only uh, that will only be available on the Cop and Fracas Patreon page. So do head over to www.patreon.com forward slash Cop and Fracas and sign up from as little as three pound a month today. Um, as you can see, all of our collective screens are getting a little bit darker now. It's that time where we come to an end. Thank you very much for tuning in this week to the Cop and Fracas flagship podcast. Um, please do leave us a generous uh, review on whichever platform you're listening to or watching this on. And we will see you next week as Liverpool will have played their first game of the Premier League for the new season. Will we be celebrating? Will we be in tears? Who knows? Uh, will people be scrapping even more? That's the real thing that you want to do. That's what you really want to see, isn't it? To be fair, people scrapping. So, uh, you know, be tuned in for that. From myself, Chris, Fahi, Juliet, and Harold, we will see you next week. Have a good weekend. The longest wait a generation on and more for the 19th time in their history, for the first time in the Premier League, in the never to be forgotten year of 2020. Network.